Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back and today is part four. That's right. And it is part four of the new or newer real estate agent, 15 steps to be wildly successful. That also applies to all of you who are returning to real estate, who have changed markets, maybe took a break and really all of you. So on today's show, you're going to learn about the real bottom line, fluff free facts about being successful long term. As always, thank you for keeping this podcast the number one daily podcast for real estate professionals. And remember to like and subscribe so that you receive every show the second it's released. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star review and then share with us why you liked the show. Your continued support and encouragement are greatly appreciated. And by the way, this podcast was, um, you guys gave us the idea for it, messaging, questions, you know, just the general communications we get uh, from you when you directly text me. If you guys have any show ideas or questions or whatever, you can always directly text me at 512-758-0206. Or you can also message Julie and I through Instagram, and we do check those messages uh, frequently. And you can also, while over on Instagram, look at some of our personal pictures of us um, doing what we don't want to do and we don't want to do at the highest level at the gym. (laughs) Yes, you guys do seem to enjoy that. (laughs) You do seem to really uh, thoroughly appreciate the fact that we're not just, uh, you know, saying what we're saying we're actually doing what we're saying and i i appreciate that you guys are looking for people that are actually authentically doing what they said they're going to do mm-hmm. yes and that goes by the way back to a point we made yesterday about yeah. how to choose a coach and if you did <laughs> not listen to that point make sure you go back and listen to those points on um part three of this series and again i want to say and this is important thank you thank you thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the world. Julie and I thoroughly enjoy it. We really appreciate um, the fact that we are in maybe some small way and larger ways with some of you. We are contributing to your future real estate success because the success that comes from you selling real estate is in a, sorry for this woo-woo word, but it's, it is transcendental to all aspects of your life. And that is very meaningful for us to be impactful, allowing you guys allowing us to be so impactful on you. It's it's not hundreds, it's tens of thousands of you, it's millions of you per year that download and listen to this podcast. Tens of millions have downloaded and listened to this podcast since we started doing it. If you want to listen to past podcasts, obviously you can go over to iTunes, Stitcher, or over to our main site, timandjulieharris.com. And on timandjulieharris.com, we also publish the notes that we use in um, you know in the long form, whereas on iTunes and these other sites, sometimes they don't allow us to put in all of our notes. So if you are wanting to go back and listen to the, uh, a past podcast or sort of drill down on a point we made or something like that, Hop over to timandjulieharris.com and check it out there. Just click on podcasts. And you can also then uh, listen to the literally the thousands mm-hmm. of past podcasts. So we are on point number 12, Julie Harris. That's right. Now, we are focusing mainly on you guys who are new or newer agents. But really, I believe this point should be salient for every single listener. And that is point number 12. Focus on being a listing agent. Why? Because listings produce leads, but buyers generally don't. Sellers have to sell. Many sellers actually have to sell, but buyers never actually have to buy. Well, what about my motivated buyers that are just dying to have a house? Well, there's also such a thing. We didn't talk about that uh, in previous talks on this. 
it's possible to be a really motivated buyer, but not actually even qualified to buy. They might be looking for something that doesn't exist. So, so buyers, maybe you're going to get one side out of that. Maybe you're going to get no transactions. If you're super lucky, you're going to get them in contract and they'll refer you somebody, but not so with listings. Well, so drilling down on what Julie just said, it really comes down to time allocation, money allocation, effort allocation. If you have a choice between working with a buyer or seller, statistically, the average seller, the average listing is going to generate up to seven, maybe even more ancillary transactions, other transactions. You're going to double in that listing. That seller is going to buy something. You're going to list the neighbor's house. Everything that you want in real estate comes from being a listing agent. Whereas a buyer is generally speaking, you might get a referral from them, but it's going to be another buyer most likely. But here's the real reason why you have to focus all your best energies on being a listing agent urgently. Now, if you're a new agent, do not screw around thinking that you have to work your way into being a listing agent and spend years of you know toil uh, and weekends and nights working with buyers. And then maybe that buyer five years from now lists that house with you that you sold to them today. Nope. You can go right to the head of the line and become a listing agent. Thousands over the years of coaching clients of ours have learned to do just that. Um, but the real bottom line with why you want to focus on sellers is because Julie just said it perfectly. Sellers are, and we're going to teach you how to go after these guys in our coaching program. There are sellers that have to sell. They have to sell sellers. Someone who has to sell their property because the, you know, essentially the option of not selling it is no longer there. So they have to sell it because they can't afford it. They have to sell it because maybe there's a legal reason. They have to sell it because maybe they've inherited the property. Maybe, you know, all there's 20. Relocation. Uh, you don't get your job if you don't move. They can't buy their next house unless they sell their exe their existing one. So the one, if we were doing this presentation in front of a live audience, what we would say is who in the audience sold a listing in the, uh, in the last 30 days? Why am I raising my hand as I say that? <laughs> as if that's they can see you. That's bizarre, right? <laughs> so who in this audience has raised, has raised their hand, who has sold a, a listing in the past 30 days? And then I'm going to say, what was the motivation of that seller? Why did that seller um, actually transact? And 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to hear they sold because they had to. Because the pain and suffering of not selling was greater than the perceived pain of selling. That's it. That's at the end of the day. That's called motivation. <laughs> yes. And meanwhile, while you have that listing, that listing is very useful to you as a professional real estate person because you can do lots of things with that listing that you can't do with buyers. You can have open houses. You can do coming soon. You can do just listed, just sold. You're going to have your for sale sign in the yard. You're going to have your pending and your closed sign. That listing is going to generate abundantly for you. You'll never have to buy a buyer lead again as long as you live when you're a listing agent. I gave you a real quick example. One of our coaching clients that lives in a nice suburb of Detroit, okay? She took a listing which originally she was a little frustrated with because it was on a busy corner. She sold not one, not two, not three, but eight transactions off of that because her phone number was there with a for sale sign. She was converting leads. She got more listings in that same neighborhood. She sold it to her own buyer. It generates in a way that a single buyer won't. The mindset that some of you have, and this is a fallacy, is that you pick up listings or listings just appear in your life somehow magically. Mm. That's not the focus. You have to focus. Our strongest of its suggestions and advice um, is to become a listing agent and focus all your best energies, not on building a team, not on building a brand, not on marketing, not social networking, not any of this passive stuff, 
that is truthfully a hell of a lot more fun than doing real work, for sure, <laughs> right? I mean, in Instagram, for example, it's mm-hmm. fun. And that's what it's supposed to be. It's an, an entertainment uh, resource. But the real work of real estate, what you really want from your real estate career is on the other side of being a listing agent. There's just no two ways about it. Anybody who's been in this business for any amount of time knows that the success, long-term success comes from being a listing agent. Just ask yourself this one question. And we're going to go on to point number uh, 13. Right now, would you rather have 10, hell, I'll even give you 20 buyer leads, which I'll even make it better. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have 20 buyers, people that are calling you, texting you, and of course, in most markets, there's not enough for them to look at, let alone buy, but you have 20 buyer leads, people that swear up and down that they're going to buy a property if anyone ever actually shows up. Or would you rather have, say, three listings of mm-hmm. sellers that have to sell? If you had to choose right now, between having 20 buyers and three listings, what would you rather have? If you've been in this business for more than two seconds, you're, no, you're not even going to think about the buyers. You're going to absolutely know the listings are the way to go. Why? They're guaranteed paychecks. All three of those listings are going to sell. You might only make three, uh, uh, do uh, you know, get paid three times as each of them sell. But most likely, considering how much pent up demand there is from buyers, you will be generating all kinds of other transactions. Remember what I told you: seven transactions from every one listing. That's if you follow our system. That's if you work the listing. That's if you do everything that you're supposed to be doing as a powerful listing agent. It will create all kinds of additional transactions for you. It's a skills based approach, guys. It's it, this is approach to real estate is for those of you who are serious, but it's for those of you who really truly want to have long-term ever-increasing levels of success in your business and, you know, ancillarily, I should say, your personal life. The more successful you are at becoming a, a real estate top producer, you will find other aspects of your life increase dramatically as a result, not at the cost of. Point number 13, Julie. Yes, that's right. So point number 13, always say, here is a script for you, write it down. Yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that then get help if you need it. You can only build your skills by earning while you learn. So don't say no to opportunity when you can say yes. You can always partner or refer the transaction to another agent if something's just too far out of your wheelhouse, but you won't know if you don't first say yes. Now, Julie put that point following the first point because what some of you are going to be saying is you've been inspired to become listing agents. What if? That's what your mind, next, most of you are going to go to. The what if? I get called out to list a house and it's too far away and I can't service the seller. That's a legitimate concern. What if the house is too weird and I don't know how to handle multifamily or rural? What if it's too expensive and I'm uncomfortable going after something that's multi-million dollars? I would rather have you experience all of those what if problems than sit around worrying about what house you're going to sell to your buyer. Wouldn't you? And by the way, the answer is to what Julie Harris just said. You can co-list. You can learn how to do it. You can go out and, you know, you can find somebody in that luxury property. And matter of fact, on the really, really upper end stuff, if it's competitive, we almost always tell you, find out who you're competing against and co-list with that other agent if the seller's into it. Then you essentially can share the cost and expense of selling that property. But also you've made, you know, essentially a, a, a maybe you would have not gotten the listing because the other agent would have competitively gotten it away from you. And it, it, so many benefits of knowing how to say yes and not saying no. And I'm going to, this, if I were personally coaching you, here's one of the things I'd ask you to do. Play the yes game. Yes. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, I just laugh at this big because we've done this before, but the, and Zoe wants us to do that. She's calling it yes day. I know this is a thing now at school. Yeah. We're get your yes day. Your parents your, have to say yes to everything you beg for. 
that sounds terrible, by it the does. way. But yes, in your real estate, if someone asks you to, you're a new agent or you're someone that's wanting to finally build momentum, right? You can say no to nothing that has an opportunity for you to get paid and help somebody. You have to say yes to everything. If it's a double wide, if it's some dirt on the other side of town, if it's whatever it is, you have to say yes. Do not look for reasons to disqualify why you should not be pursuing some opportunity to just help somebody and make money. Because the reality of it is, is that you will learn something from every one of those transactions. I'll give you a real quick personal example because I will never forget this. It's our first year in the business. We got a call out. And we sold some, it was not even a great street, Rosalind. Mm -hmm. And we, and this house was, we nicknamed it the duck blind because Rosalind basically at the end of the street, there was the Olentangy River. Olentangy River had this nasty habit of doing what rivers do, flooding. So the houses at the bottom of Rosalind were always in impeccable shape when they weren't underwater. And in between the floods, they were having, uh, always getting rehabbed. But yes. they were made of cinder. With their insurance money. They're, they're made of cinder block. They were impossible to sell. Um, really, they were basically long-term rentals for a lot of people, or and some of them just were unbelievably bad condition. Mm -hmm. um, so we got this really nice call from this gal who said, I had this house that it is. it was so close to the river, Julie and I nicknamed it. Actually, Rory, our broker, did. I know, the he, duck blind. He nicknamed it the duck blind, which was kind of funny, for those of you guys who know what a duck blind is, because it was basically that proximity to this river. So we sold this property for her. Uh, I don't remember if we double-ended it. I don't remember anything. We did. Okay, so we sold it to our buyer. And then it turns out this gal was the personal assistant for the CEO of Mettler Toledo, mm -hmm. okay, which was, a, I think it's a scientific scales business so. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so from that, we she then refers us directly to this guy who has not just his own transaction he needs to do that was, I don't remember how much it was, but it was probably over seven figures. But then he then refers us to the people in his HR department then to refer more incoming and outgoing executives that are also looking to transact, you know, mm -hmm. list to relocate to another place, buyers coming in. This all came from us saying yes to listing the duck blind. That's right. And many of those transactions you just rattled off, if you recall correctly, where ended up being repeat and referral themselves. Yep. So when you do this right as a listing agent, guys, it continues to pay off in the future. I remember many of those uh, early open houses that we did, we would get calls two or three years later from people who wanted to sell in that same neighborhood who had come through the open house. You know what they always said? You guys were the only ones who gave us the time of day. Uh, we told you guys this yesterday, energy and enthusiasm and basically furiously fast feet, uh, uh, lead follow-up wins the day. But we do need to make this point. The duck blind listing, we shouldn't call it that, but it is what it was, yeah. um, came from us converting a for sale by owner on that yes. same street. And it was very inexpensive. Even back then for us, it was yep. really inexpensive. And I remember other agents kind of uh, poking fun at us that we had, you know, even called that house. Okay, so you know what? I'm having all this caffeine hit me at once and I'm having like flashbacks. Yeah. Do you remember the listing that was a for sale by owner that we listed that the lady with the duck blind house ended up having? We sold the first house and then she called after seeing us sell a I similar house. That one. Okay, you know why he was selling? Why? He, he was going to jail. Oh, no. Okay, that's why. <laughs> Motivation. He was going to jail. And we didn't know it when we took the listing. Uh, I do vaguely remember that. Yep, that's but, right. Yep. But, yeah. but so the point of all this is, is no, we did not sell real estate. These are extreme stories for even us. Our market was we not. We weren't selling in the ghetto, okay? okay? Nothing wrong with selling in the ghetto. No. But I'm just giving you guys a story because it'll make you laugh because we have obviously well, been there and done that. Yeah. But the, the point that I'm trying to drill down on with you is that both those cases, you see the motivation, you see how these are have to sell sellers, you see what was going on there. That's the reason I, I wasn't, we, we weren't worried about whether the buyer, so here's what's going to happen with a lot of you guys that are overly buyer dependent in an interest rate environment where the points, where the, uh, it goes up. 
The other thing the lenders are going to do that nobody talks about is they're going to start putting overlays on the mortgage. Mm -hmm. So not only are payments going to go up, we're going to talk about this more in the show tomorrow, but the qualifications in order to get the mortgage. Yes, you read on the Fannie Freddie website that these are the requirements to get a mortgage. You have to put this much down, this credit score. But the lender puts an overlay on top of that that makes the standards to receive a mortgage even higher. And that's what's going to happen in a rising interest rate, a rising inflationary environment, because the lenders are not going to want to take as much risk. This is all part and parcel of this, you know, this massive inflationary cycle we're just entering into. Um, again, if you have a buyer, the buyers are going to change their mind. The buyers are going to stay put. They're not going to, they're going to stay renting or they're going to decide not to sell their house and they're going to build in a room addition. That type of thing happens. Sellers, my guy was going to jail. He didn't have a choice. No. But how many agents would not have either returned that call, taken that call in the first place, prospected somebody like that right. because they didn't like the duck blind? Oh, I, I can't imagine listing something that looks like that. Well, it's that's irrelevant. You're not buying it yourself. You don't have to like the house. And yet how many of you would have turned it down because it was a kind of an ugly house? Okay. She had to sell. We wanted to help her. That's where the buck stops, right yeah. there. Yeah, and it's worth noting that Julie and I did start out selling normally priced houses, and these were on the very low end of the normally priced houses we were selling. But at the end of our almost 10-year career, we were selling some of the most expensive real estate in our market, which is routinely over a million dollars. And we did that and you know, basically went from the market we were just describing, and those were extreme examples, right? But then we went to this upper end market within four years of getting our real estate licenses. Because we earned while we learned. And because the skills that we learned going after the meat and potato type properties directly applied to the more expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. So you guys think that the more expensive stuff requires deep rooted connections and society and schools and all that. Jules and I had none of that, and we were able to go out to this other market called New Albany Country Club and really, for a while, have a very good you know, market share there. And then our coaching business took off, and we took and off, here too. here we are. <laughs> but that's because we led with skill. Yep. So point number 14, this should sound familiar to our longtime listeners, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. There will be days when you simply don't feel motivated. There will be days when you overthink yourself into analysis paralysis. There will be days when you feel less than competent, but do the work anyway so you can have days of success, days of gratitude, days of profitability. So much comes through you doing the work that you can't actually get any other way. You and I can talk about that point forever because it flies in the face of what everyone is being raised to believe nowadays about what it takes sure. to be successful. I do want to mention this one point because it's really important that people get this and, and we can make this succinctly. The, so we don't vamp on this for 20 mm -hmm. minutes, right? But do not try to make what you're doing for a living your passion because that is the, sure, uh, sh the fastest way to make it so you hate whatever it is that you used to be passionate about. Your job is to become the best version of yourself as a real estate practitioner and in doing so, help as many people as you possibly can. And then with the success you've earned from helping solve a lot of other people's problems, that would be buying and selling real estate, you then can fuel your own life's passions. You can fuel your whatever it is, right? You know, you can, Julie's a musician. You can decide to spend more time doing that. You can decide to spend more time with your hobbies, more time with your family, more time with your religion, more time with whatever it is that you want to do. But if you think that you have to be passionate to be successful at something, that is a huge lie uh, for the exact reason I just said. And here's ultimately how this manifests. And we've heard this in coaching. We've heard this. You guys will hear this in life, right? You have to be passionate to be successful, mm -hmm. right? 
okay, what happens if I don't feel passionate about that thing anymore? That, what, what then? Well, if I believe I have to be passionate to be successful, and if I'm not feeling passionate about that thing anymore, that means that I'm no longer going to do it. I'm going to now go look for something else I'm going to be passionate about. Well, here's the unfortunate truth. Your emotions, your feeling passion about different things is going to change all the time. How you felt in the last, how many minutes? 17 minutes listening to Julie and I today has changed. You've maybe felt excited. Maybe you've laughed. Maybe you felt hopefully not sad, but you guys get the point. Emotions inside of all of us are changing constantly. The one thing that cannot change constantly is the direction and the intent and the purpose of who you are as a person and who you are as a person, as a, uh, as a you know real estate agent. And at the end of the day, if you're thinking that you have to chase your passions and everything you want in life as the other side of doing those passions, you are never going to accomplish anything meaningful in your life. Oh, of course, there are outliers. I'm not doubting that. But at the end of the day, unless you are some extremely talented, well, I bet you even the extremely talented musicians and artists, at some point, they're just grinding it out and making money. I know many of them, and I would say that's absolutely true. At some point, I mean, what happens if you've been following your passion, following your passion, and then you feel a little bit less passionate about it, but it's the only thing you know how to do? You know, it creates all kinds of other troubles that's, that's that really nobody really, you know, comes to terms with. Well, I mean, so I'll set this up for you, right? Yeah. So you are a classically trained um, orchestra musician. You yep. trade, you, you obviously, piano is where you got started, but flute and piccolo. Yes. And you're... When I met you when you were a kid, your dream was always to play in an orchestra, yep. of which you did do. Yes. But over time, as you became more and more professional as a musician, mm -hmm. you had to then realize that the in order to have the J-O-B and get yep. paid to be a professional Indeed. musician, to follow your passion, yep. all of a sudden it started to suck. Yes, it did. It started to become more like work, less like passion. I started to run into people who had done it for 10 or 15 years longer than me and had started to get bitter because they were taking gigs because they had to, not because they wanted to. They were driving places they didn't want to do, doing things they didn't want to do, and not getting paid as a result. And their passion became, a lot of them got real estate licenses and became real estate agents. No, that's a joke. <laughs> no, that <laughs> but was you, me. But you, yeah, it's Julie. But you guys get the point? Yeah. So fuel your passions with what comes as a result of you having helped other people you know, at, a, at the highest level. Yeah. For you to do that, it's not on the other side of a bunch of TikTok videos and social networking. For you to do that, you're going to have to learn the skill set that other people are willing to pay for. And that really is the truly the bottom line of everything in life. You know, if you guys want to see something that will make some of you laugh, evidently based on the feedback, <laughs> go over to Instagram, go to timandjulieharris.com, and Julie and I post pictures of uh, us working out. Well, not working out, but really the results of us working out. And just we're doing that for two reasons. One, we want to show you that we are doing what we don't want to do and we don't want to do at the highest level. Mm -hmm. But two, because it's also accountability for us. We're going to post that picture every day or pictures or videos, and you guys can see us doing it. We hate doing it. But we're doing what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it. Learning to do it at a high level, using a professional coach to get us there. And he was, and today was especially egregious. It I was awful. I never feel like doing it, but we're doing what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it. So, and, and why are we doing it? Because we like the results that come from doing exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, do I feel passionate about the kettlebells? Hell I passionately to the no. hate them. Does well, that we, count? We renamed it. It's called now kettlebell, kettlebell hell. hell. Indeed. <laughs> That's what the workout Much is. Much more accurate. Okay. So, point number 15 speaking of skills. Get involved in Premier Coaching so we can move you forward faster, answer your questions daily, and hold you accountable. 
scripts, skills, pre-listing package, listing presentation, buyer presentation, and many more things that are going to help you build confidence so you can earn money immediately and shorten your learning curve. I don't know why you would torture yourself trying to put it together on your own when we can save you so much time and hassle. But, you know, at the end of the day, and this is not, this is counterintuitive that I'm going to say this, our coaching program is not for all of you. It absolutely isn't. There is, I would say, a minority of you that are truly ready to get involved in our coaching program. It's true true. because it's going to require real work. It's going to require you moving past the idea that you have to be passionate to be successful. It's going to require you willing to say, I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to do what I don't want to do. I'm willing to accept the fact the repetitious boredom pays off. We are essentially, we're in a boat and you guys are in the water and we are trying to save as many as you as we can. Some of you are swimming towards the boat. Some of you are swimming away from the boat. So who should we try to save? Those who want to be saved and want to be in the boat with us. That's what our mission is. That's what Premier Coaching is all about. We are not going to change our approach. We're not going to change our messaging for the sake of making more money. We will not do it. That is out of integrity. That's the reason Julie and I tell you things like, you do not need to join a team. You do not need to form a team. You can hire staff, and that will absolutely help you scale your, especially your listing side of business. We are going to tell you the truth about social networking. We're going to tell you the truth about, you know, essentially paid lead generation, passive lead generation. All of those things may or may not have a place in your real estate business, but what you must have is a skills-based business. You have to have a business that's based on being a proactive lead generator. Otherwise, it's all for naught. And when you get, again, this is primarily geared towards new agents, I know what you guys are having to battle with every day. Messaging constantly telling you that you make this video, you buy this lead, you create this drip campaign, you join this team, you work on this brand, you do the rest of it. Guys, listen, you need to set all that aside and trust your intuition. You tell me one thing in life that you're proud of, that's been meaningful, that has been meaningful to you long term. Hopefully you have more than one thing that has not come from the other side of doing long term periods of doing what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do at the highest level. And yet here you are in a, a grown ass adult. You get a real estate license and you think somehow you can make a bunch of Twitter and TikTok and whatnot videos and that's going to lead the market to you. It doesn't make sense intuitively. Oh, you have to become a brand. Here's how you become a brand. By the way, the word brand really means reputation. So let's just set aside the word brand. How do you have a really great reputation in real estate? You help solve other people's problems. You are a proactive lead generator. You learn how to directly have contact with people who are ready to list their houses. And by the way, today's podcast is sponsored by one of the companies that we always suggest all of you use called Red X. Red X every single day will provide for you all the newest types of leads that we teach you how to, uh, be, you know, convert into your listings. We teach you how to contact those people, what to say, how to say it. But the lead source that we prefer and we use, by the way, when we sold real estate was Red X. And if you guys want to become subscribers to Red X, that's going to be what you're going to have to do to learn how to get easy access to all this information. And by the way, these aren't leads. These are actual sellers. A lead in our mind is a useless name and number. It has no value. These are not that. These are people. Here's Bob and Betty Brown, and they live on Brown Street, and they have this house that they they need to sell. They have this notice default. They just inherited this property. This property just expired. There's all different sources oh, of leads. Oh, and here's their phone number. And here's their phone numbers. And here's what they owe on it. Here's the, all the property listing history, if there is any. And oh, by the way, you click this button and we'll even call the, uh, make the dial for you. That is what this system is. This is a complete system for all of you guys. Seriously consider using it. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 
Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And when you do, it's going to take you, we'll text you back a link to a site, which automatically gives you a $150 discount. So what the heck are you waiting for? Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Yes, so get to work. We've given you 15 points to ensure your success. Don't look for what points you're going to skip, all of your workarounds or your easy button. Just do the points. I know you took notes. Now do something about it. And all the previous shows are available to you on all your podcast listening widgets. And remember, guys, please like this show. Help us to essentially let you like the show and you give us a five-star review on iTunes. iTunes then basically lets more uh, potential people that we could be helping know about the podcast. You help us stay in alignment with what our highest and truest purpose on this planet is, which is being of service to all of you guys as we try to do the same thing for you. So please reciprocate by giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, And guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. And oh, by the way, if you're going to text for the keyword for Red X, uh, it's text R-E-D to 47372. Message and data rates may apply. We'll talk with you guys on the show tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.